Do it. Yo, here we go. What's <laughs> up? Look who we've got today. Look who we've got today, everyone. How you doing? Welcome, everyone, in the chat to Season 2, Episode 9 of the VR Link, your weekly podcast where you can find us live every Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook, normally Twitter, but it's not working today, Twitch at 7 p.m. BST, 2 p.m. EST, and 11 a.m. PT. On this show, we discuss the latest news, games, and goings-on in virtuality. My name's GT from Gabertag VR, and alongside me each and every week is Matt from BMF. Hey guys, hope you guys are doing well and are excited for today's show. I know I am. Yeah, I really am as well. And for this week's special episode, we have two amazing guests representing First Contact Entertainment to talk about everything Solaris off-world combat. We have Shabs and the legendary PSVR Frank. How you doing, guys? Hey, I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Okay. <laughs> For the audio files amongst you, you can follow the show and listen again on Spotify, Apple, and Anchor. Just search uh, the VR Link podcast, or you can use the links in our descriptions. Uh, and I'd like to thank the legendary patrons and channel members whose names are listed below each and every week. Uh, if you enjoy the show and you enjoy what you see, please uh, consider joining them and supporting what we have going on here. And uh, we also have a massive growing community Discord. Uh, you'll find a link to that in the description as well. So let's dive right into the main event and talk everything Solaris Off-World Combat. Uh, hopefully we can talk about the design of the game, uh, the influences. And after playing it, man, I've got so many questions. I'm sure the chat have as well. So uh, yeah, let's just let's just dive right into this. Let's just dive right into this. Who wants to lead out with yeah. this? So Solaris is uh, our latest game coming out this week, tomorrow in fact. That's so crazy. we have a four v four online shooter uh, for Oculus Rift S and the, the the old Rift and Quest. And so we also have crossplay. So expect that tomorrow. Uh, if you own a Quest, you can play with your friends uh, across the way on a Rift, and you can plug in and link. And play from your PC with the Quest. It's cross-play as well, isn't it? It's cross-play, yeah. Yeah. So it's, so it's a 4v4 shooter in the sci-fi universe. Uh, and, and the world of Solaris is ultimately the latest and newest sport. Uh, all sports have sort of died down. Football doesn't exist in this future. So we have uh, just the one sport that all Athlons, are, uh, what we call our athletes, play. And it's the world of Solaris. It's arena combat. And uh, the way you play is you wear your suit. You have your helmet, you log in by placing the helmet on your head and you jack into the system and you go into what we have as a, our hollow field and these arenas fabricate themselves and you're pitted against the four enemies and you're looking to get first place. It is. Uh, so you play a five minute round and. For me, when I yeah, played it, it was like nonstop. Uh, and that's what it, there was hardly any downtime. And I didn't even realize how many matches we played within an hour. It was. To be, to be honest, the complete opposite of Firewall. It was like, damn, dude, I am on the grid all the time. Um, it's super fast-paced. I love the design of it. Uh, obviously, I got to play with Matt as well. Uh, what were your thoughts on the game, Matt? I was just going to say before you said that, it is definitely a fast-paced shooter. Uh, and I think that it really benefits from that because it's the first really official game on the quest that's like this that allows for fast-paced multiplayer combat um and also as we had mentioned a little bit ago it's not um it uses uh like virtual reality technology essentially in the game so it's not ultra bloody violence no that's so right. i think that that make that it makes it unique 
but also not only does it make it friendly for um, like, you know, more family friendly um, as far as that goes, but it also makes it so the focus is on the combat and on how frenetic and crazy it gets instead of focused on all the violence and gore. Yeah, yeah I, I'm glad you mentioned the casual approach because mm-hmm. our, our game is easy to pick up and play and have fun with. And it's lighthearted in the sense that there's minimum amount of violence. I mean, you, you're playing against pixel and virtual space. The whole world that you're playing in is simulated. Um, so that, that's definitely helpful for that. And then some people also, uh, even in our studio, play on an eSport level. So mm. you have both spectrums and, you know, there's going to be uh, an in-between there. But it offers that easy to pick up to play. But over time, you're going to find yourself sliding off of a second-story balcony <laughs> drop into a control point, drop a barricade, shoot over it, and take it over with a with just yourself and then have your team converge. But it is a team-based game. Yeah. Uh, so we also have that going for us in the sense that being casual and friendly, you, you want we have communication, we, we encourage it so to strategize and to respawn after getting taken out and ejected, uh, that you, you re-strategize what you do. Do I get an armor and a rocket launcher before engaging the control point? Or do I take my chances? Um, yeah. One thing so, yeah, that I noticed, like what you're just saying, you get you kind of get used to the fast pace. Even just the limited time that I played it, I was running off the side of a balcony and twisting around and turning. And as I was falling, you know, firing at the people below me. <laughs> I loved one time I grabbed one of the like the grenade launcher type weapons and I jumped out from behind cover and I just hit three people right in the head and almost immediately, almost one after <laughs> the other, and just awesome. completely. It was just just it feels really cool. It reminds me a lot of the the games from when I was younger, like Quake or Unreal Tournament, that style of gameplay. Fast, frenetic, you run over points to pick up weapons. I mean, it's very um, that kind of game. And I like that because that's something that I think has been missing, at least for me, in this kind of VR game for a while. There's an energy to this. There's an energy. Like, when I was playing it, I just constantly wanted to keep playing more. And I was begging Frank. I was like, dude, don't go offline. Don't stop the session. (laughs) You know, I know it's business, but dude. And he was like, yeah, we've got to go GT. See you later. And I was like, no, I want to keep playing. And that's lovely to experience as, like, doing this content thing, you play a lot of games. And you do a lot of games as well on the side. Like, you might not film them all. Um, because some of them, you, you're not, they're not ready or you just don't, I don't necessarily play games that I don't feel passionate about or enjoy. Um, I just don't see the point. This, when I was playing it, I was like, I cannot wait to share this. I cannot wait for other people to experience it. Um, let's talk about some weapons. Uh, the pistol, before I get into it, headshots. Dude, the headshots are satisfying. There's like a headshot. (laughs) You've got the noise. You've got like this hit marker noise to go along with it. And I believe Frank said, when we was um, doing okay on one of them, he said it's a multiplier. A headshot multiplier kicks in. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, correct. Uh, So expect to take down uh, your opponent a lot quicker with headshots. Uh, There is armor. So players can run around and grab armor. So a a single headshot isn't always the case. Uh, So if it does happen, you do get that satisfying feedback uh, alongside visual audio, Mm. uh, even haptic um, with your controller rumble. And it it just feels good. Uh, And it's always funny when you mention that because even when I get taken out and uh, ejected from the arena, there's always a good reason why. And I have to like think (laughs) while I'm getting put into this purgatory, purgatory state, and uh, respawn timer finishes and I put back into the arena, I, I'm thinking about how do I avoid what I what just happened? It's usually not something I couldn't do. It's just something I didn't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's always good. 
Yeah. Yeah. So the weapons, you start out with a, a pistol. Everybody's on the same playing field. Um, and, and that's a great nature of the game. It's a, uh, nobody has an upper hand at the very start of the match. It's up to you as to what you choose with your time. Uh, do I go to the control point right off the, the start spawn? Uh, or do I go after some weaponry mm. and show up with, with, with a big game? So yeah. That, that's going to be something we'll keep an eye on too because players are going to be really good with the pistol don't expect the rocket launcher to really oh. take out your opponent uh if, if i'm dodging and bobbing weaving your, your your rocket launcher projectiles or sliding underneath them uh you might just get taken out by a gunslinger pistol shot so, so what so what what are the variety of weapons available in this game so, so yeah we have a you start with a pistol and we have several pickups at launch so you have three weapons Rifle, rocket launcher, and grenade launcher. Yeah. Um, and it's important to know there's going to be more. So expect to see our weapon count increase, and we'll never be charging for a new weapon. So it'll be free for everybody. Excellent. Uh, so you have a rifle. It's a uh, pulse rifle. It shoots in succession. It's very quick. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it could be used in, the, in, in different ways as well. Um, and it overheats. So if you end up holding down and spraying and praying, uh, expect it to stop firing and, and to take some time to cool down. Yeah. There's no reloads. So uh, globally across our weapon sets, we don't have any reloads. It's all based off of an overheat mechanism or a finite ammo count. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have a rifle, we have the grenade launcher, which man, sometimes I see people use it in our play test recently. And, and I'm like, how the heck did you get that kill? And uh, I end up watching them use their grenade launcher in ways I never expected. So you can use your, grenade launcher to do a straight on uh, impact hit or you can use the environment to your advantage and bank shot off of a ceiling and it's or got a side panel it's got a, uh, a detonator button as well isn't it like is that the one with it the... does yeah i didn't know that till bloody afterwards I was like, <laughs> yeah oh. we'll we'll be doing some streams this week of frank to even uh, explain weapons uh while even showcasing it and i'm, I'm sure hopefully others do as well nice because uh, the alt fire does exist on the grenade launcher it's uh it's a skill-based mechanism, so it's do I detonate early or do I detonate later after projectiles bounced and settled? Um, you can also shoot multiple projectiles to detonate, but it means you have not uh, attacked the enemy until both of them are in a position where you want to uh, detonate. So nice. the, the grenade launcher is a, is a blast. You can do bounces off of the environments, get multiple kills. Uh, it's very helpful to clear a control point when you have multiple opponents inside. Um, then there's the rocket launcher, which, uh, if everybody's familiar with any rocket launcher in an arena based game, they're fast, they're direct, uh, and they, they surprise you. Yeah. Uh, That's the thing. I need to, to I, I need to learn the maps, dude. I need to, and it was so, <laughs> it was so fast and hectic. I genuinely didn't feel like I had time. It was like, got to get to that point. It's, it's headquarters style game mode at the moment, isn't it? Pretty much as, as I understand it. It's like a King of the Hill control point. Yeah. A centralized location that moves randomly in the environment um, after the first middle uh, position. So it's an even uh, uh, plane for both attempts on both sides. Yeah. Um, but it moves around randomly after X amount of time. Um, but, but yeah, just the rocket launcher is a direct hit. You could jump off of a balcony, shoot before you land, and basically with the splash damage, clear, clear that area. Nice. Uh, but that's, that's our weapon sets. But we, we'll, we'll be adding more and we'll be uh, keeping an eye on which, which ones people like. I would love to hear more feedback from everybody, you guys and uh, your viewers, to to tell us what works with you and what doesn't. And, yeah. Uh, it's a live game. We'll, we'll be making changes and adding. 
I was just yeah. going to say, like, during the playtest as well, like, Frank was obviously there, like, holding our hands and stuff, and he was, he was like, open yeah. to suggestions straight away because it sounds like this game's going to evolve. It, you, you're, you're, it comes out now, and then it's going to evolve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and it's almost like you think of a real sports organization now. I mean, you have a player's organization, right? Yep. Uh, our player organization is you guys. Uh, you're going to play the game. You're going to identify, man, this doesn't work to my liking. And uh, maybe there's something we can look at afterwards, whether it's a good idea. Hey, it'd be cool if you guys added this. Hey, that would be cool. Let's, let's, let's dive in. And if it helps the, the, the fun factor, the gameplay, and it still has that competitive uh, nature to it, then it's certainly something we're going to consider because that, that's, as, a, as the developers, we're the organization that needs to hear that association, which is the, the, the players, the consumers, and, and basically athletes. Everyone's an athlete. If you think about it, you're all putting your headsets on, you're jacking into the game, and, and you're playing a team-based combat scenario similar to our in-game environment. That's what's so cool about yeah. uh, the overall art style and, and just the concept of what we put into the Solaris. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. gone into that gaming grid kind of thing of Tron and I was saying that because it feels like you get de-rezzed <laughs> when you die it felt that way mm -hmm. yeah I, I'm to dive into that sorry I, I'm just really excited to talk about the game but no mate that, this is your time yeah, no, this dude. is good this is what we want Do it. Yeah, please. to, to that portion of the game you never really get killed right I mean the, the concept of getting taken out while in the arena to, to, to win the match you get de-rezzed you get ejected from the simulation and put in this place uh, almost like a, a penalty box for X amount of time. And you have to wait in order to get back in. And, and you're still in the, the, the game. You don't get necessarily taken out. In fact, we take you deeper into our lore. And uh, that's what's exciting about just the overall game loop. And you're saying to the, um, the session we had with you guys uh, earlier, when you finish a match, there's the podium sequence, which we want to celebrate the victor and then uh, explain how that happened who, who did the most uh in terms of helping their team win yeah it's not always about the kills it's about did i take the objective and how long did i stay in that objective for but we do want to have a celebration moment but then quickly you kind of don't want to celebrate too much you want a rematch if you've lost so we have a rematch counter that that plays out and then once that ends you're back into a match yep. um, and, and i'd like to actually really commend our team um just give them a good uh, uh salute because the load times, how quickly we're able to travel in and out for, for being on a quest is, is remarkable. And I hope people take notice of that because uh, that takes hard work. Uh, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, I really noticed that. And, and that was one thing that I really liked was how immediate it felt. The match ends and it felt like it was just a next round more than it was going from another match into another match. So, you know, you've got a group of good, great, great group of eight people playing and you want to keep going instead of having to back out into a lobby and everybody readies up. You bounce out, see the stats essentially of who, how people did, and then you're right back into it within a very short amount of time. And I think that that is one of the ways that this game is going to keep people in the game. Because for me, when I'm out in a lobby, I'm thinking, do I really want to play another one? But when you've got a game like this and you're like right back in within like 15 seconds or something, you're like, yes, let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> there's a uh, sort of a, I don't want to say mantra, but there's always that, that essence after a round in our studio, uh, even working from home. Uh, it's always a one more round <laughs> and it's, it could be late in the night. And we're just like, no, one more round. Like, let's do this. And, it's, uh, it's got that. It's funny. definitely got that. And that's what I loved about it. Honestly, it was, it was quite a rush to play. That's what it felt like yeah. to me. And I'm, mm. you know, it, 
it's exciting. It's an exciting game to play. Um, let's quickly talk about what you do. So you've got basically your shooting hand, which you can two-hand a weapon, but I believe there is no penalty difference between single-hand a weapon or two-hand a weapon. So you then use your off-hand for the power-ups. Uh, I guess you could call them. What do you Correct. want to call them? Yeah, so we decided to do a one-handed weapon system uh, for, for various reasons. I mean, there's comfort, there's simplicity, uh, and just overall feels good. I mean, that's part of the comfort, but, but having your left stick be uh, your navigating stick, if you ripped apart a traditional gamepad controller, uh, I mean, that's what Oculus has essentially done, and we want to leverage that familiarity that, that players have. And it's not always you want to keep your left-hand arm up during a session, and it could get tired. I mean, it's, it's a physical game in a, in a sense. You could still play sitting down, um, but but we aim to, to have longer sessions of play and, and create a simpler, streamlined uh, feeling for the game. Excellent. So Glad you, you handle your. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go for it, man. Go for it. Go on. I'll button in a minute. Yeah, so you handle your <laughs> utilities with the left controller, um, and 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 aim with your right in order to plant it. Uh, that, that that works well with us, and especially when you when I describe moments where you could jump off of a second story, plant a yeah. a barricade cover, and shoot uh, over the top of it. Um, it. It happens very quickly, and. One thing I'd like to also commend is our, our design team and, and, and just the simplicity and the, the approach that has players putting the headset on. And before we're halfway into describing how to run around and how to slide, they're doing it. Uh, I can't even finish my sentence. So yeah. that tells me something about how quickly pe people can jump in and enjoy the game and just not get uh, held up by the cumbersome learning curve of what are the controls. Uh, so yeah, that's always a good thing. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I will touch base on the game mode because I forgot to, to mention the overall game mode that we have, Control Point. Um, and it's it's a game mode we have where, the like I said, the, the point starts out in the middle of every map. And, and that's to keep that equalized base to start spawns. And then from there, the, the Control Point moves to various locations of the arena. So you'll have to get used to the maps and the arenas and the different approaches of using teleporters. To Just plant. to say, one of the things you did with that I did not expect. I thought the game would like because we we was in an alpha, I believe. Frank said there was one point yeah. where it was like the next point is five hundred and fifty meters away, <laughs> and I was like, "What the? This can't be." Me and Matt were standing there running around like, and I said to him, "Dude, this must be broken. It can't be." And then someone was like, "No, dude, you got to teleport to that other, right. basically that other gaming grid, and you move around. It's it's crazy." Yeah, <laughs> oh, awesome. yeah, it's a good yeah, way to yeah. traverse our maps. Um, Frank, yeah, you can talk about teleporters and ways you've used them to take me out, but... Uh... Oh, the teleporters are great. Yeah, 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 they make it so you can get from A to B and B to C and C to D really easily. And the design team, I want to say, they, like, give them a high five for this one. You can, there's a, there's a, there's always, like, a shape on the teleporter and it'll match normally with the control point that you're headed towards. So you'll see, like, a triangle-shaped control point. You go through a triangle-shaped teleporter and it makes it very easy. And you'll see, like, triangles on the walls while you're in that area, too. It's very, they did a really good job of, like, pulling you through, pulling you in, and just jumping through a teleporter feels really cool. There's this nice effect that happens on screen and you kind of keep your speed as you're going through. So sometimes you'll, like, launch through shooting. And like Shadow's saying, sometimes you will launch through and Smarter teams know which teleporters eventually, and this is more the esports when we get people that really get into it. They know where yeah. people are probably going to start coming from. So they'll place yeah. like a proximity mine right outside the teleporter. So when that other team comes through, 
they just blow up immediately. You know what I mean? It's game over. Or they'll have a shield right there that they have to shoot through to kind of slow them down for a sec. There's a lot of fun ways to, like, mess with the team once you bring it to that next level. And we're really excited to see all of that. But, yeah, the teleporters are fun. It's not teleportation yeah. like you think of in VR games. No. It's like a straight-up, like, like teleporter. But, yeah, it's, it's cool. One of the other <laughs> – yeah. so before – go on, sorry, if everyone's talking. No, no, please, GT, go. I was going to say, one of the things I noticed when, and I didn't know, ne, ne, I, don't know, I didn't necessarily notice it the first time I played it, it was when I watched my video back, the footsteps. They literally, oh, yes. you feel like you've got true momentum. Like, you feel like you are charging down those hallways because of yeah. that little effect of your feet hitting the floor. I thought that was really cool. I, you know, before, I want to touch on sound. Before yeah. I go any further, Lincoln Clay, thank you ever so much for the donation. He says, Frank, the pioneer and real godfather <laughs> of PS4. Ah, Lincoln, thank you for hooking up GT. He's a great guy. Nice. He deserves it 100%. Yeah, man. So let's talk about sound design. Uh, this is a big thing. So yeah, just yeah. tell us about this. Tell us about this. Yeah. So uh, D Dylan Allen, he's our our sound designer and composer. So the music you hear in the trailer is music he wrote and it's just gets you pumped up. Everything from the moment you press A at the splash screen to start, uh, the UI sounds and sort of that generating a sci-fi audio language uh, was something I think he had a lot of fun with and he certainly hit it out of the park. I mean, everything down to the, the music for, for each kind of biome that we have within our arenas um, gets you in the mood. It gets you in this mood of like, it, it almost hasn't, uh, let's say esport, but competitive nature to it, and yeah. it also matters uh, in terms of the time of the arena, in terms of who who's winning and what, how much time is left on the round timer, because the music will intensify, and then you find yourself getting more tense and just getting really pumped up to go. Okay, we're almost on the tail end of this match. Yeah, let's uh, let's make it count. So the first thing I noticed when I was standing in the main menu was like this odd sound effect. Now I like drum and bass. Yeah, it's one of my favorite music forms, and I kept thinking. This, why is this reminding me of drum and bass? What is this music? And then it's not drum and bass music. There were certain effects. And then I started paying attention to this and the music and the sounds. And I was like, this is special. And it definitely, Lonely Viper joined us later on for the second time on the quest. And even he noticed it straight away. He went, dude, who does the music for this? I want the, he asked for the soundtracks basically oh that's yeah, no, yeah. we've no... had a couple requests for yeah. that one so that's definitely most likely gonna be thing but yeah like chefs was saying this is and not only this but a lot of studios will have like a team of audio people we have one guy that makes like all of these <laughs> sounds and puts all of these in place and he just he's learned pretty much all of this from like he just learned all of this on his own and yeah thank you uh, he'll be happy to hear that you said this because he works really yeah. hard at it but he yeah. has been yeah he he does an amazing job well, and Everything. we'll be also we'll be looking into releasing those tracks for free <laughs> i mean we're, we're really looking into that now we're talking about it yesterday um and and in in addition to this the audio sound effects i mean the the vfx the, the visual effects that happen and the animations mm -hmm. and and the world effects that occur coming together especially with haptics you shoot a wall mm -hmm. you get the rumble you get the hit on the wall or the an opponent you get a hit indicator yeah if they have armor uh, you'll hear the armor on them. Uh, so there's an audible uh, notify of you understanding your enemy has armor. So you can't necessarily run and engage him. He might take you out. So I believe uh, the guy who's done the armor... the... Sorry. No, no, no worries. Uh, when the armor breaks, you also get a notify. So then it's clear to you that maybe it's time for you to run up on, on your opponent because you just made them much more vulnerable by removing that that extra armor they had so, so the guys in the music i think he's a bit, a bit of a legend i believe he's worked on some really good projects yeah yeah so the familiarity with uh the music 
uh, not only that, but just the quality bar that that he sets with the game's audio. Yeah, uh, Dylan's done music for John Wick. He's done music for other games. His, his music for John Wick, I think, would be more familiar with most of the viewers. Is John Wick mode? I mean, there's tracks that I'd listened to before even meeting Dylan and, and working alongside like, him. Oh wait, that. you did this, Jesus? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Frank said some other ones. He said John Wick, but he also said some others. I can't remember what they are now. There was um. Something else. Well, he, I, I he did to... all of our music for Firewall. Yeah, yeah. that was he did all of Firewall. And, he did ROM. And he has I his think. own music. Uh, so he has his own uh, music line, and his music's just kick ass. Uh, well, Castlevania is a label that he runs on, and Twin Moons. Um, oh, you know, man, yeah. I'm speaking maybe. on behalf of him, but maybe one of these days we can uh, have a session with you guys and talk with him directly. About Zoom has a hundred. I can have a hundred people in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, sure. Put him up here, here, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. But, yeah. but it's great to hear, and 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 I think, again, uh, the music and sound effects are fantastic, and and Dylan works closely with uh, the art team and animation to ensure that when certain elements of the weapon uh, moves, he wants to add audio to it if it, it's necessary, if it makes sense. Yeah, um, I noticed I as well. Your, your bullets like derez as well. I've noticed, so you can almost. Obviously, you go into VR and you're very much reminded that while you're in that game grid, it's a VR game grid as well because your shots. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was cool. When you when you tap your weapon with the environment, you hear like this like glitchy fizz because it's not real. It's not a a tile or, or this cool arena spaceship that you're on or whatnot. But uh, when you shoot the walls, you also see it tear apart. But yeah. the environment tears apart and shows a grid line in there. You know, oh, okay, and then it sews itself back up. It heals. So it does uh, remind you that you're in this like meta space of I'm wearing a VR headset and a helmet within that experience and I'm in multiple virtual spaces. It's, it's kind of interesting. It's pretty cool. Someone's actually said in the chat, it was nice to bring up the music uh, because it can be such a big part. Now that's no bullshit though. Like I noticed it, someone else noticed it and then Lonely come in and I was like, like we're one of the first people to get to try this and most of us noticed it, which means when it gets out there, <laughs> A lot They're of people gonna are going to notice yeah. it. They're going to go, "Damn, this is a this is a real pumping game." Um, it's really cool. Yeah, I can't believe it. we love to hear that. And and like Shabs was saying, because we don't want to just like give the music. It's really a team effort, and why it really works is because yeah, yeah. it's all working in conjunction too. Yeah. Um, but like our weapons, like we were talking about earlier, we didn't really get into the design of them, like the way they look. But they're they're very special, and there's a lot going on that you're not going to notice right at first. Like like your ammo counts are kind of built into certain parts on the weapon, or parts in your heads up display, or in the reticle. And the yeah. team did an amazing job at like like once the people that get deep into the game and see every little thing, they're going to be like, oh my god, this game is crazy. Um, so I just want to big give kudos to all of them and just how yeah. like if you look down, they don't look like someone just like slap together some stuff to make a weapon we really put <laughs> compassion and love into like each and every single one and all of the skins uh, everything all of the like different helmets like like they really worked hard to make these things look cool and uh, we definitely want to get that across to people too uh which is just something yeah I'm, I'm glad you bring it up because progression's a big part of our experience right yeah. we're not just an online game where you jump into matches there's a there's a reason to come back um, we have cosmetics, like Frank mentioned, from weapon skins, suit skins for your outfit. Uh, and then the real big dogs is the helmets. I mean, the helmets are really what set you apart. And uh, we have some really cool looking helmets that are in the, uh, the game right now that when you know, when you see somebody with that helmet, you're like, oh man. That's Dude, like, level that's 38. That's legendary. Level, I think it's <laughs> yeah, level 35 or exactly. level 38. I need to get to because as soon as I was going oh, through yeah, the helmet, awesome. I was like, 
shit, man, that looks amazing. And there was a guy who's got leopard pants. I was like, dude, I need the, I need the leopard pants. Yeah. <laughs> and what's great too is none of our items are locked behind like a currency or something you have to like earn. You hit a level, you're gonna unlock it. It's yours to use, which is great. Right. And we know people are really gonna love that. Yeah, excellent stuff. Yeah, that's where you get the report, right? Like the the podium uh, sequence at the end of a match uh, is is where you're just you know you're told how much experience you made. Did you get more cosmetics through uh, through ranking up? And then you can straight up apply it and get back into a match. Um, but but it's really going to set yourself apart when you're up on that podium and you're doing your MVP dance. Uh, because <laughs> believe me, when, when, when we when we're playing and you see your MVP, that, that MVP is a target for that rematch. Oh, yeah. it feels great uh, too. You're like, Oh yeah, I just came out on top. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, you would think like, Oh, I don't care, whatever. But then you get it and you're like, yeah, that feels great. <laughs> yeah. Me and Lonely it's, played far too out... aggressive. We played far too aggressive. We was going for kills and we paid for it because, Oh, you always <laughs> got to do objective. Exactly. Yeah. You want we, a little mix yeah. of both. We messed up, man. Yeah, exactly. We messed up hard the second time and fair play. F reality. They played very strategically and done exceptionally well, very quickly. Um, they, they were the thinkers and we were the, the shooters. So nice. yeah, we got our asses. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, there's uh, our leaderboards as well. So there's That's more to work saying. towards in terms of cosmetics, but ah, you, nice. your placement in rank. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a big part of us, you know, because we're a very eSport, well, we're targeting eSport uh, audiences, and, and I'm hoping that that becomes a thing where we're going to expand our leaderboards to, to facilitate what what different kind of rankings we can filter by and who wants to be the best of which thing. Yeah, uh, are you going to go... rocket launcher user or depends on what it is. Is this going to be like, like real, are you going, are you thinking about doing tournaments like VRML or, I mean, what, where are you thinking of going what? with this, you know? So, you know, that's a great question. Go ahead, Frank. You no, to... I was going to say, so starting off, we definitely want to do a lot of really fun community-driven stuff. I mean, like Chabs was saying, we want to push all the esports. We want to get into that. I know from starters, we're definitely going to be doing some, like, plays of the week. We'll have people sending in clips. We're really excited about sharing all that kind of stuff, people sharing their content. And as we get further on, as we get out of preseason, then, yeah, we'll start getting into, like, some really, 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 we have some really cool plans for down the line, which is fun. Yeah, the game's going to grow. I mean, yeah. Uh... It, it, we're, we're, we're starting at a, at a place where we want really, like I was saying about like the, the, the player association, we want to make a big splash with the launch on Oculus and then listen to what people like, what they don't like, and really identify through our data what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Um, it's not always an anecdotal response. We, we, we look at that as well as sort of the science of it. And uh, we want to navigate appropriately because as you're a competitive game, it's a, uh, do things, do things methodically, you know, don't try to jump the gun too much. I mean, uh, you don't tune too quickly, right? It's always important that your, uh, your audience expects what's going to change and hopefully it's always uh, in the right direction in, in the direction that makes the game more fun, more competitive and adds content for those that invest early on. Uh, we're, we're a game where we want to be transparent as we possibly can with our roadmap. Um, and hopefully we release our roadmap out in terms of what's to come. Yeah. Um, Cause there's things to come. I'm telling you that right now, even before we launch, but uh, we do want to get a good reading of, of the audience's uh, uh, perception of the game, their feelings on it and, and take that to what we currently have planned and, you know, compromise a bit and see what we, we change in order to satisfy the consumer. Nice. So before uh, I start asking the chat to start posting some questions, we can go through some. Um, Oculus yeah. Quest 2. Um, 
Is there going to be any enhancements for Quest 2 users? Is that too early to ask, or I don't know? Uh, anything we find with the Oculus 2 headset that we can leverage, we certainly will. Yeah. Um, and again, as, a, as, a, as I can be transparent, we'll, we'll list that out. Uh, similarly, you know, if there's certain settings that work best, they just cannot impede on the competitive nature. So it can't be something that you you are playing on the Quest 2 that you can't get on the Quest 1. Oh, yeah, yeah. It makes you win. So... Uh, we got to be mindful of that, but certainly anything the Quest Two has, we want to leverage and make sure there's a balance across all all headsets. Yeah, so you're trying to the plan in the future, at least, or at least at some point, you think is to take advantage of the higher resolutions of the Quest Two. Not that that shouldn't change competitiveness, right? That would just be something that would be taking advantage of the hardware. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. And I think we'll yeah. we'll, be, we'll be conducting tests like that, yeah, right, and also yeah. getting a reading. Quite possibly, we we can pull. Uh, guys out of the community that partake in some of our sessions to to get an idea of like oh do we like it or do you not and and sort of take that as a poll so to speak yeah, yeah i mean but yeah to what you guys were saying just about quest 2 out of the gate um we're we're definitely looking at it but right now our focus is just on the original rift rift s and quest one right. just for launch for launch quest after one after that we'll definitely keep you updated yeah quest one but you know what i mean that's yeah, yeah. what we want to make sure that really all the users that are out there right now get the greatest experience and that's yeah. what that's what our our team is focused Dude, on. so like, i've got like i don't know a whatever thousand pound pc the anti-aliasing on the quest look better i don't know how <laughs> but it was really weird i went into the menu of the quest i played both versions i was like this actually looks a bit better. And then obviously when you played the game, uh, I noticed there was probably some less reflections, a few other bits. But what an amazing port. Like, what an amazing... There, there's nothing missing. That's what I'm saying. There's nothing... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you say that because uh, we did a lot of A-B testing as well to match characters, lighting, environments, uh, weapon feel. And there are times where I'm playing on... We're playtesting on Rift and then I'm jumping into Quest. Mm. And I forgot which one I was in. Yeah. Now I know there is certainly differences, but to the point at which they make an impact, yeah, they, they get lost over time, and and they they kind of go over your head, and you're focusing on the combat and the the fun factor. Yeah, definitely. I think and, VR has that um, immersion factor to it, where you could play a game on PS4 and PS4 Pro, and probably be more reminded of it while you're playing it. But when you're in VR, I think you get absorbed in the action too much to really notice the bells and whistles as much you know it's all more, more yeah, about the gameplay you know we, we commend our art team our sound team and animation for sure and uh, the engineering team uh, definitely did some wonders when it comes down to how fast and performant it runs on a quest and and alongside playing competitively on someone who's running off of a rift connected to their uh big pc so yeah uh, you don't feel disadvantaged it's, yeah, it's I was just I was playing on my Quest, and I was I know there were some people playing on uh, Rift S and on PC platform for Oculus, and I, I mean, it felt really good. There was no mm -hmm. no difference in anything. I, I didn't feel disadvantaged, and it just ran really fast. And it still felt just as fast, which yeah. is really good. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Uh, so, so GT, you did say like porting it to Quest. One thing that we did is we it wasn't like a port. We we built this, you know what I mean, for Quest. So like right. we had the luxury of kind of like having Quest in mind too when we were creating this. So it was that like like Chev said, we the engineers did an amazing job. Like making yeah, it's this an absolute work. hands on. It's for Quest, yeah, yeah, um, which is great. <laughs> 
yeah. thank you to uh, Doomslight82 for the uh, donation. Thank you ever so much. So, guys, if you've got some questions, obviously because the chat's been moving along, if you want to chuck us some questions, uh, one of them's been answered, which I was going to ask, was about can you play this game seated? Uh, I believe you said yes. Um, and I, I said that as well. I, I thought you could play it seated as well. One of the questions oh, yeah, I saw you come up with um, yeah. the handed question. Are you going to have left-handed options as well in the game? Yes, left-handed is something we actually take seriously too since uh, we started with VR. Um, left-handed is supported throughout. And not only that, our emotes, if you're left-handed, our emotes will depict your hand uh, being dominant hand left. Okay, cool. Uh, I think that's a nice touch that our anim team yeah. and engineering team have done. Definitely. Cool. So from Paradise to K, he said, tell the guys they did an amazing job with the haptics. He got a really good massage using his Wuja haptic <laughs> vest. Uh, I was telling the, the whole team that last night, and they got a kick out of that. He, he also um, asked, yeah, is, there, is there going to be any chance you add a tutorial for anyone? Uh, but there is like a tutorial video, isn't there, or something, when you enter the game or something? Or is there There's not? cards, yeah, that'll teach you the game mode. But, I mean, as you know, a lot of people, when they hop into games, seem to just kind of skip through things and not look at them I all did. the way. But, yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. I, <laughs> I literally I did. Like, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah let's go. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do have our Zen desk. I mean, we have a, we have a forum, uh, a place and location to learn about the game. Uh, what, what does it offer at launch? What kind of questions you guys may have, too? So, if there are any questions that we can't answer here, there's certainly a link we can send you and your, your viewers yeah. to, to scroll through. I was going to say, Frank, um, I don't know if he's doing the socials for First Contact, but I made them a mod. So if you want, you can put the Solaris channel Twitter on the chat if you want. If you want oh, okay, to awesome. Yeah, it depends. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's Jess. Yeah. Um, I don't. If she's on talking right now, it could be her. Someone but was earlier. So yeah, if you want to add, oh, okay, the, yeah. add right, stuff perfect. there, you can do that anytime you want. Um, yeah, thank you, JJ. Yeah, no. Uh, Jeff for VR. Is there any future where we can control the move my left hand? Cool. We've got that one. Excellent. So Jeff Bob says bots. What do we do about offline play, for example? We are an online game. Yeah, uh, we don't have current plans to to add bots, so no, that's cool, man. And I I I was actually answering this question earlier. When it comes to like a game of this size with the quest user base, it's growing cross platform. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be an issue, especially with that team size of four v four. I think it's um, not going to be a problem. At I think once people play it, exactly. that sort of question will not matter personally yeah. Um, and yeah there's a lot of questions i've noticed people have before they play and then they hop in and they're like oh, no, 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 never mind don't even worry about it anymore yeah i get it i get it which is yeah. really yeah. cool and we think a lot of people will see that and that'll come through yeah uh 004 xd is asked for the release date which is tomorrow and the price is there is that have we got prices for regions the price is Frank, have we released the price? We haven't, but I've been told that we can release it today. Yeah. So as long as you're okay with it, yeah, you can. it's it's twenty four ninety nine. Nice, twenty four nice. ninety nine. Excellent. Thank yeah, you very so much. You yeah, official confirmation. GT, you got it. Right Exclusive. <laughs> Exclusive. And with yeah, that, yeah. just expect, like I mentioned, when we release additional arenas and weapons, uh, you get those. So. Yeah, they'll all be free. So okay. No charge. So. Oh, well done. Thank you ever so much. Dark Angel says um, there was a pushback on the release date at some point. Uh, he wanted to know during the life of, of the development. He asked what was like the reason for the delay? Was it fine tweaking? Was there something you weren't happy with that you've now changed? Or you, No, that's a fair question. Uh, we certainly wanted to do more testing in-house, um, increase our scale for testing. We're a small, we're a small team, so it's important to note that. Uh, the game feels big, but... Yeah. Uh, we definitely wanted to make a, a much more stable 
approach to our launch when it comes to at scale testing, uh, because we did not have a, a closed pre-beta of any kind, we sort of did that in-house. And really, it is polish. If the game's not ready, we're the type of studio that's going to not release it because why would you want to play something that we're not happy with? Uh, for, for us, it's we have to be happy with it before the consumer sees it because we don't want to have that uh, reaction to something that we already know. You know? Yeah. So for, for us, for Solaris, is really just making sure that cross-play was good, uh, as you saw from various uh, YouTube clips now that the the side-by-side -side comparison between Quest and Rift, and you guys saw it, um, that was an effort to make sure that we just had our best foot forward. So I'm, I'm hoping that people have an understanding of that and uh, what you guys play tomorrow certainly will make that kind of impact. At least that's my hope. One interesting question that just popped up um, was about crouching. Is it about button crouching or in real life crouching? What are the options people have for crouching? Both. Oh. So you can press the uh, face button, the Sweet. right controller, if you're right-handed, uh, press A to crouch, press A to stand back up, um, and then also physically crouching. Our character is tracked with the uh, HMD, so you can get into an untethered quest situation where you crouch and stand up, and your character is doing that. Getting asked about pre-orders, is there pre-orders on the quest on the Oculus stores, or is it you just got to wait for it to go live? I think or? we only support a coming soon right now, Frank, and you may be able to. Elaborate. Yeah, we didn't do pre-orders. I don't know. I know that some people do pre-order, uh, but I think that they do that when it's like a long time out. You're more than welcome to wish list it, but yeah, it's gonna go live tomorrow, and it's not the biggest download. That's a question that I've been getting for a lot of people. They're very stressed. They're gonna have to download some huge giant files. Uh, it's not yeah. the biggest download on Planet Earth, which is good. So you won't. Uh, don't worry about like pre-download or. Or hurting your internet or anything we'll get you'll get in there pretty quick which is nice yeah it's going to be a conscious effort on our behalf of making sure our downloads aren't too bloated because we yes. know quests you know i mean you don't want to take over the entire uh, onboard memory so um one of the questions uh just to touch on the psvr quickly i know we are not focusing on psvr at all today this is all about the oculus release um is is cross-platform going to be available for that as well like is it going to be is that possible? Is that yes. something that will happen? The, the, the answer to that the is yes. Um, but, but in terms of PlayStation right now, Frank mentioned earlier, we're going to definitely be focused on Oculus. Yeah. Uh, build out our ecosystem and ultimately leads to a better launch for PlayStation. So uh, it's not forgotten. Just, just but, Oculus right now. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, to what you were saying, GT, I think he means like cross play between all of the platforms. Yeah. Um, we don't have any like we don't have anything to say about that right now, but it is like, it, it's possible. We just don't, we have nothing to mention. Like Shep said about PlayStation at the moment. Just yeah, don't want anyone yeah. to think or jump, go crazy with anything. But that's why you yeah, need we'll to have information <laughs> about any sort of cross play or involvement with PlayStation details. But that's why you need to yeah, follow yeah, the socials well, because it's going to happen. It's definitely happening. Exactly. So, it, yeah. it, we will keep yeah. you updated. Yeah. So we're not hiding anything. As soon as we have info, we can share. <laughs> we we're, we're excited to share everything we can. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw in-app purchases. Is there going to be in-app purchases in the game? Not at launch in the sense that we want people's, the value is just there. We want to make sure people enjoy the game for what it is mm -hmm. and, that also describes how we get out of preseason when we launch additional content. Uh, again, there's free items and there'll be some items for those that want to invest into the game further and, and, and broaden their catalog of uh, helmets and whatnot. So <laughs> at launch, no, no microtransactions. And uh, mm -hmm. we, we will be looking at how we handle seasonality content. Dude, if those, if those cosmetics that are going to be available at launch or anything to go by, 
I would buy some cosmetics because they look yeah, and that's and that's sick. exactly yeah. a good you. thing you said, GT, is that it will they, you're never gonna have to feel obligated to to right. to in app purchase. It'll be you want to support us, you love that skin, you you really want to unlock this thing or something there. It's, yeah. it's we're, you're never gonna feel at a disadvantage, yeah, which is if, something if there's we want to make sure indication, Right. If there's any indication from our history, it's that mm -hmm. we uh, there's no pay to win ever. Mm -hmm. And we want people to experience everything that we do. We don't want to create uh, a, we don't want to split our player base. We really just nope. don't. We want to keep people unified and enjoying it. And no options. Options are good. Yeah, absolutely. Trivia, he asked for shotguns. I believe there is a shotgun in the game. Um, Midlife says, shotgun. what have you learned from the success of Firewall that you wanted to bring to Solaris? A great question that's a very good um, question it's so good that you need to think about it <laughs> it's not one of those hmm. i mean from yeah, my point I of mean, view i'm sort of wondering the direction change you know because firewall was like that call of duty style modern warfare kind of game who was the guy who went or who was the person who just went i want to do something in the future i want to do something about like a an inception vr game when did that happen and how did that uh, happen? Our, our our president CEO Hess, he certainly uh, had this vision in his head about taking uh, an environment we haven't necessarily dived into on a multiplayer side of things. And, and also just sci-fi is something that we all love in the studio. Uh, so he wanted to definitely make something that we can leverage the, the, the VR headset. I mean, as part of the lore. Um, so he, he, he planted that seed and we, we uh, certainly tried to cultivate it and, and, and help it grow and that's what solaris ended up becoming nice um but the kernel of the idea is still there from the very start of a, it being a future sport putting your head helmet on to to jack into the system uh, and you'll notice that and when you guys pick it up tomorrow is that there's a really bitching uh, a helmet sequence to log in oh that dude. just gets your blood pumping <laughs> you're like all right it's happening we're going i just want to point out that bit on the hud right so the only game I wouldn't say even rivals it actually, but I got close was Iron Man VR, where which is like the greatest compliment ever. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm, this is no bullshit, dude. Right. So in Iron Man, it's very cool. If anyone's played it, it obviously comes down on your face, and you think, dude, I feel like Iron Man. In your yeah. game, I didn't expect to feel that depth of like, and it's weird in VR to say that. It felt like the helmet really, like an infinite space was put on my head. Like it came online and all yeah. these great oh. yeah dude that's what it was like and that's why when i done my video i was like i need people to notice this i need people to notice that there's that bit and frank's like yeah gt right put your helmet on and i put it on and i was like Fuck, this is brilliant it's jumping up right now as we're yeah. talking about it it was excellent it was really good and you know that, that to touch on that i mean man we could i'd love talking about this because so much care goes into that that sequence and it's a it's a variety of individuals you know what we have a strong uh, engineering team, Dave, uh, our, 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 our tech team, Thomas and, and Sasha, you know, getting the arms to feel the way they do, getting the helmet to be put on sound effects from Dylan that comes in and, and just the knowledge base of our art department and, and sci-fi, um, from, from our art director, Jim and, uh, our tech Sasha, they work really well together. They, they, they can take, uh, an idea and add their flair to it, their, yeah. their elements. And you, you see it and you're going, man, I, I was thinking this and you just went here yeah, and I'm just 11. really happy to see this. And I'm curious how the next play test is going to be where everybody put the helmet on and we could hear our team just 
roar oh, dude, over our yeah the first phone time calls. it came in it was so cool it was like wait what was this <laughs> oh yeah it was, it was awesome i thought that was and really the, cool that was really cool i know yeah i'll go ahead please please no please be my please well i was just going to say one of the coolest parts about that helmet sequence is the way that it makes you feel from an esports perspective i think because i felt like uh you, you jump into some first person shoot in vr and it's cool you go into a lobby and you're chatting with people, but then you just feel like you jump into a map. In this game, it feels like you're heading to a sporting event, and that sporting event exists inside this helmet. So when you put that on, you're literally just jumping into this futuristic world. Mm. So I for, you forget, really, that you've already got a VR headset on. You feel like you're, <laughs> you're picking it up for the first time. You place it on your head, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going into this world. Now, after, yeah, now sure. after playing cool an Onward Tournament and seeing their like, system for doing a tournament, this would make an amazing gaming like TV show. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It would like that fly on the wall third person camera, possibly some commentators. Yeah. You can see that. You yeah, know? they have some great tools, and, and we certainly uh, we actually really appreciate the different online games that are available on the Quest. Mm -hmm. Honestly, because it's such a it's not a common place, and and seeing what they can do is always nice to see. Like, oh, look what they're doing. That's awesome. We yeah, can do Dante's like done that, an possibly. amazing job. Yeah, yeah, him and his team are just awesome. Uh, yeah, no, that, no, we that love game's it. amazing. <laughs> zero zero four that... XD, thank you ever so much for the donation, dude. Thank you very much. Hey, zero, thank nice. you. Man. Yeah, I think that the cool part about this is it's so unique uh, for the quest, and because it's so fast paced, it really lends itself well to the fact that it's on a standalone platform. Uh, because you can, you obviously have different locomotion options as far as turning, you have click turning, you have smooth turning. Uh, but I think physically turning around is the best way to play this game. Perfect. And having the quest ability to do that unlocks a totally new level for esports. So you feel more yeah. like you're physically there. Yeah, That's absolutely. So good. I agree. Yeah. And like to get that, like, like, I don't, you know, that feeling in game where it's like get turned and you have that, like, that person quick turns, right? Like to physically do that and whip around and just shoot yep. someone in the face feels so good. And uh, I, I, I love it. Um, and yeah, like, like great. you guys were saying earlier, jumping off of stuff, I'm really in the camp of I'll see someone below and I just like jumping off and just aiming down as I'm shooting and just like straight shoot down at them. It just feels so great. It's, 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 yeah. it's cool and it's, it's, it's fun to feel that at work while we're building something. And I, it, it was so happy to hear everybody else um, because we've been just like sitting, testing, doing this, having fun all the time. And so nice. To, we can't wait till it's in everyone's hands tomorrow and everybody yeah. else is having fun. Uh, tomorrow's uh, going to be epic, you guys. Yeah, so. it's going to be a fun day. I've got some people asking in the chat about the, U, the exact UK price. I would expect at $25, you're looking at twenty-one ninety-nine. That is the figure I'd imagine you'd be roughly aiming for, uh, for that conversion. I'd have to look that up i'm not sure <laughs> yeah no i'm just saying normally from my experience obviously being in the uk yeah that is roughly what it comes in at so uh yeah okay cool yeah 25 dollars cool. usually around 21.99 um okay and to know that this game is going to evolve and you're going to listen to feedback um as i said follow those links follow them on twitter all you've got people asking what about clans what about this stuff <laughs> get in the yeah. game play it and then leave some feedback. That is like you were saying, GT. Exactly. Like you, even in the time you, we want people to learn the maps. We want people to understand the game code. We want people to really get into the game, get the feeling for it. And before you know it, I know, more 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 awesome stuff will be here. Yeah, it yeah. was it was just... social features to maps to weapons. Expect more. It's just uh, we'll have more details soon. Let's just uh, mm -hmm. make a splash at launch and work with you guys to figure out what what you guys like. So. Yep. It, it was absolutely amazing. The VR Grid, thank you ever so much for the donation. Yeah, guys, um, 
thank you. It's been absolutely amazing having you on today. Um, unless there's anything you, you want to add, I think it's it's been absolutely awesome. I think you've answered a lot of the questions um, that everyone's had today. Uh, yeah. I can't think of particularly anything. Matt, can you think of anything we haven't really covered that needs to be covered? I've been, I've been trying to watch the comments, but I think the vast majority of it's been answered for the most part. Yeah, so if there's nice. anything you think that has been answered, all you've got to do is rewind the video, and I'm pretty sure, I mean, this is a very in-depth conversation today. There isn't much I can't think that I would want to add to this. Um, I'm loving this video. I'm just watching the little video in the middle where you're doing different shots on the guy. It looks like you've done a crutch shot, a body shot, a head shot. And as we confirmed earlier, headshots are for the win, aren't they? They are, I guess they're the highest. Yeah, that is, that is for the win. Yeah, and armor is for the win. You know what I mean? You're going to want to grab some armor. You want to grab some good weapons. You want to get in there. Yeah. And you're just going to have a blast. And, and just to add at the end, we want anyone to feel like they can play this game that's why we do have a lot of nice comfort options left right-handed options you can sit down you can jump around like matt was saying and like i was saying or you can just relax and play you know what i mean we don't we don't want you to feel like you have to do one have to do the other have to do the other thing and that also goes with the when you're playing you just go into the next round so it's easy to play it keeps playing and we just want people to get in the headset and have fun he's almost he's almost got that it's got that addictive yeah. feeling because, as you said, there isn't, you haven't really got enough time to think about doing anything else. <laughs> but well, you write in and it's like countdown 10 seconds out. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. It's it nice. It was not that. It was. I remember thinking, like, I was thinking about something that everyone was like going, yeah, oh, you know, sort of slagging each other off or moaning about who didn't do something or we got to get him next time. Then we was back in again. I was like, bloody hell. Like, think forward. Yeah, move, no, move ahead. Good. Awesome. It is absolutely awesome. But yeah, guys, thank you ever so much for joining us today. It's been absolutely amazing. Shabs. Thank you. Frank, mom, PSVR Frank, thank you ever so much for joining us. Thank you to First Contact Entertainment. I think the launch is going to be absolutely awesome uh, tomorrow. I think we're going to do a live stream on the channel as well. Uh, oh, awesome. Yeah. And, and it'd be an we, hey, we'll stop by. Maybe maybe you'll even have something, to, so a special surprise or something. We'll figure Ooh, something out. But, Easter yeah, eggs. Hey, who knows? Who knows? People <laughs> should definitely come and watch the stream, though. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, Cheers, course. guys. Excellent. So what we're going to do Thanks now everybody. is... Uh, yeah, sorry, dude. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, what we're going to do now is transition over into our little uh, changeover area. And uh, we'll say goodbye to these two. Thank you ever so much for today. Bye, gentlemen. Thank you for having us on. Thanks, everybody. Thank you very much, guys. Oh, Smooches. Smooches. <laughs> Frank, Frank, give us a come on. Give us a come on, dude. Come on, come on. <laughs> I needed that. I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> right, that is...
And we are back to our normal two-man show. How are you doing, guys? I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you ever so much to uh, Frank and Shevs again for First Contact Entertainment for joining us today. That was, uh, it was nice, you know. It's the first time that me and Matt, awesome. it was. We haven't had guests on before, have we, together? No. So that was, um, that was pretty cool. If you like that kind yeah. of thing, let us know in the comments. Um, you know, because it's, it's always fun to talk with the developers of these games, people that are involved with it, because most of them or all of them really are just so passionate about it and the ability to really pick their brains and especially like um with uh with today's show they're very passionate about it but they're also very open to what the community wants to see so i love seeing that you know they're really they really want it to be the best they can be and they're working with people to do that yeah that's it i, I wasn't when i spoke to frank the other day he was like this is like the base game almost this is where we're starting and it's going to evolve. So I was like, well, that's something I want to tell people that end of the day, get involved. Do you know what I mean? Give them some feedback. Um, I, someone asked about Firewall. I think they've learned a lot from Firewall, personally. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, they've got a massive community. Firewall's one of the only games I know of on PSVR that you can definitely get in a match. Like, people are there all the time playing that game. Um, and, that, and it was a big hit. You know, there's a lot of people I know that still absolutely love it. How are you in the chat, guys? As you know, normally we do talk to everyone. Scott Merrill, thank you. Um, what's he put? Thank you for the donation, dude. Thanks, guys. Since I figured on twenty nine ninety nine, here is $5 for GT's channel. Oh, man. Thank you. Um, that's amazing. Like, I wouldn't... To be honest, if it was a bad game or anything, like that, I wouldn't have even had him on. Um, when I played this game, I was like... It was, it was a buzz. It was a real buzz. And um, I hope everyone feels the same. And... By the reactions of like Matt and all the other content creators and stuff, um, that energy level seemed to be shared. So no, it was it was awesome. the The sheer excitement of jumping into it is something that Quest doesn't have yet. Yes, on this level. Yes. So I think it's yes. going to do really big things on the Quest. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like people talk about AAA games and stuff. The presentation and once again, like we touched on the music uh, and the sound effects. It's all there. It's all like. Yeah. Oh, it's all there. Yeah. I didn't mention it during the during the interview because I forgot. But one of the things I like, and I think it might even come over from Firewall, is the hit effect, hit sounds when you hit someone, um, the feedback that the bullets make when they hit somebody. Um, just the idea of in a lot of games, you don't necessarily hear the sound of when a bullet hits the enemy. But I like that you get that thud, 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 and yeah. then you then then that feedback from that. I just think that's a really cool touch. I just I loved the running sound. For some reason, yeah. I, I really loved that. I felt like I was like pelting along these corridors. Like doo -doo 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 -doo. it reminded me a bit of um, Super Metroid back on oh, the yeah, SNES. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. when you done that hyper run or whatever. Mm -hmm. No, it, actually, it's before you get the hyper run. To be fair, it's literally just running. Uh, Samus has got a really fast pace, and it's almost very similar. It's almost got the same sound of the boots yeah. as well. I like the that boost kind of that you, you know the run you push down on the analog stick and you run just like you do in a lot of games. And you get then the I like the rush effects. Yes, yeah, and the slide. I like being able to slide. I thought that was really a cool touch too. Just overall, it's just a great game. I think people are going to be excited for it. I think they are. Yeah, I think tomorrow is going to be good. So into some news, and before Boy Brown goes at me and says, "GT, you forgot the VR news <laughs> intro." Let's go. <laughs> And I'll also remember to turn it off because most of the time, if we transition anywhere else, <laughs> it'll play again. So, uh, yeah, basically, um, my hand has been slapped. So, quickly, the reason we are playing 
the PS5 in the background is because PS5 Game Boost will be will improve frame rates for PS4 and PSVR games. A new feature called Game Boost listed on the PlayStation 5 website promises an improved experience when playing select PS4 and PSVR games on PS5. The feature popped up on the main PlayStation 5 landing page towards the bottom of the site says the Game Boost will let you enjoy faster and smoother frame rates on select PS4 and PSVR games. Uh, the great news for PSVR owners and users who want to carry their library over to the next generation. Not only is the hardware compatible, but the game should run a lot smoother, perhaps even faster than on PS4 consoles. It's worth noting that the text does say select titles. By the way, I did update this because uh, follow Road to VR and Upload. They're the guys we get a lot of our news from. They then recently uh, updated that to say that there's going to be 99% compatibility rate of PS4 games. So, um, yeah, dude. Like, that's Which is huge amazing. for me because we have a library of not a ton of them, but we have enough PS4 games. And my son specifically has some because I don't play it as much as I used to. Uh, my son has games he really wants to be able to play. And so it makes a big deal knowing that I got 99% of those games are actually going to hopefully be compatible disc. I'm hoping with their, with the uh, the discs that I have. Yeah, so funny enough, I've gone for the digital version. And I think it's more so because of what I do now. I, I a lot yep. of games I get a game codes and stuff. Um, I can't. What was the last game I bought physical? I don't know. Might have been. <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know. I'm not sure. I think it was Shadow of the Colossus, like the remake. Um, but yeah, the other thing is uh, to go a bit more into the PS5 and PSVR is about the camera compatibility. Apparently, mm. there is going to be a new adapter that will be provided for free. Um, oh, that... it will be free. Okay, good. Yeah, so there hasn't been a link put out yet. As soon as there is, we're going to put it in the discords and put it on our channels, um, so you'll be able to get that as quick as possible. But And also, there's no word if the newer PlayStation camera, uh, which is the PS5 camera, will support the PS5 hardware. To me, it sounds like this is answering that question already. If they're going yeah. to make an adapter and ship it for free, oh, yeah. that sounds to me like the PS5 camera won't no. do that. Yeah, I imagine that's the case. It probably has totally different hardware and it's not even designed to track the same type of lights. So I imagine that it's probably going to be used for other things, not for VR, for PSVR, at least the original one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, have you got the notes in front of you? Did you want to take the next yep. thing up? I'll I need try to, it. I need to find it though. I think I downloaded it. One second. Give me a second. I need to try and find it. I'll answer one question that somebody asked. It's a Captain Chrissy asked if I pre-ordered a PS5 and yes, I finally was able to get a pre-order. Took right. me forever to get it to work, but I got the disc version. Yeah, so basically today I went to pre-order my uncle um, the PS5, and you can't get it now. So yeah. um, thanks to Captain Chrissy and his uh, beautiful wife, I was very lucky. They were uptown at the time because literally I've got no time. Um, they were uptown and pre-ordered it for me. So yeah, we're pretty cool. We're uh, we're gonna have PlayStation Five at launch. I might even do like a live stream of picking the thing up. You know. I might yeah. even do that just I'm, for kicks. I'm excited for it, honestly, because I I don't know. It's been a, a long time since I've got a new console because PS4 launch was the first, last one I got. Um, and that's been quite a few years now. Yeah. Thank you ever so much. I'm Hot G. He says uh, five pounds. Thank you ever so much, dude. He says keep up the good work. Thank you ever so much, guys, uh, for you all your much. donations. Um, so let's talk about, I don't know how I'm going to pronounce this. All right. I'll, I'll read it if you want, and I'll try it for my best. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna good. guess it's sar sar suro do you think it's a silent suro. t do you think it's a silent t i think so or maybe it's a suro 
Yeah, I don't know. I'll say that. Tesuro, the game of the path, is coming to Oculus Quest. It supports eight players. We're each given a stone that starts at the edge of the board. Players then take turns placing tiles with paths engraved into them. If a path is placed in front of a stone, the stone must follow it as far as it can go. It'll either come to a halt at the end of the path, or it might direct either back to the edge of the board or into another stone, in which case the stones in question are eliminated. Okay. The aim of the game is to be the last stone standing. It's all set to a lovely little backdrop, which includes a fox stalking past every once in a while. This I was like, what? The fox? Okay, yeah, no worries. And uh, I think you've got a release date there and a price as well. Oh, uh, yeah, right here. Uh, it is coming on October 23rd. Priced at uh, nine ninety nine US dollars and seven nine nine, uh, and then it says that's just over a week after the launch of the Oculus Quest Two on October thirteenth. So, wow, I didn't. Uh, I actually didn't even. I just looked it up. I saw something about this the other day, but didn't look at it. I didn't. Even, I forgot it was even coming out to the Quest. It's just crazy to think the next. Do you know what? I think if anyone took the next two weeks off work or something, <laughs> that is a clever thing to do because we've got. What, I think Star Wars Squadrons is now eight days away. Yeah, is it eight like days? Come and let me know in the chat. I think it's eight days. Um, obviously, we've got the Quest 2 coming October 13th. Uh, if I get my pre-order in, I really hope um, that that happens. Um, and yeah, we've got uh, The Walking Dead onslaught. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> There's a lot of shit coming. And like to be fair, like with and then obviously we've got tomorrow, Solaris of World Combat. It's like... Yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> rip the wallets. <laughs> there we got uh yeah cool it's it's crazy so um let's talk about a bit of news as well uh blah, 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 which i've just got rid of uh microsoft uh acquired zenmax media uh <laughs> the parent company of skyrim vr fallout vr fallout 4 vr sorry doom vfr wolfenstein vr and bethesda works uh head of xbox phil spencer announced the news on the xbox blog today all of the bethesda's family studios including id software arcane machine games and more are coming under the xbox wing but there's these arguably best known for elder scrolls series of role-playing games that isn't to me uh, uh but also publishes new entries in famous franchises like wolfstein doom dishonored so matt i think you knew the price of this this mer- merger I think yeah, merger. I think it was seven point five billion dollars. I think. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Oh my god! That is... It's more than uh, Disney paid to buy Star Wars from Lucas. So it is a lot of money. That's absolutely insane. I, I it's it's unbelievable, and I mean it's a huge thing for especially for those with Game Pass. Um, because look at this library of games that's there now that they can add to Game Pass, and that subscription can get you even more games. It's insane. What? Christ, that's crazy. That 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 price. Um, what what's that going to mean for VR though? You know? I don't know, but right now Microsoft is not really showing any interest in VR. Nope. The fools. Um, yeah. The fools. So, I don't know. I mean, Microsoft has the Windows uh, mixed reality headsets, but they haven't shown any interest in the gaming side for the Xbox or for any of their IPs, really, uh, to bring VR into the fold. I'm hoping that things like Quest 2 and maybe the G2 
and the expansion of overall VR really shows them, you know, you got to get in this game for it's too late. Mm -hmm. um, and then, then the money behind the studio, like Microsoft and all these, uh, the ZeniMax media studios can go right into VR. But right now I don't know what it means. What do you think? I think we're going to shiss out. I don't think we're going to get any VR, any of those VR titles anymore. Um, I just don't, not until they decide, not until they decide, you yeah, know, which uh, is really unfortunate. It is. Do you know what though? We're very lucky that the community out there are making those games into VR with mods. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like you know? the, the Wolfenstein one and the doom, the original doom yeah. uh, mod. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I would love to see um, something like dishonored be in oh. VR. I love the dishonored mm. games. Now that they've bought it, that's much less likely, unless they figure out a way to mod um, the original Dishonored for PC VR or something like that, I guess. And you can play them with the uh, um, software on the PC, but it's never the same as full VR support. No, that's so, right. I, I just think I, we're very lucky. Um, and obviously, you got Paradise Decay, uh, who was in the chat earlier. He is a massive promoter of Vorpex. Uh, yeah. And I was a doubter. A real doubter, actually. I was like, no, I'm not paying. Because it's like £30, I think, for the program. And I was like, when... It's very hard to go, yeah, I've got £30 to waste on something I'm not too sure about. But then you've got the Steam refund. So I thought, do you know what? I'll do it. And then I tried Halo. And then I made a video on it. Because I was like, dude, <laughs> this is actually good. You know? Um, yeah. It... I have yet to actually try Vorpex. I want to try it. Um, I just haven't gotten around to it. But Boy, Boy Brown brought up an interesting point. Um, Carmack may get involved in Doom 3 now that Microsoft has the IP he said he tweeted out after the merger um, after Microsoft bought everything in the plan the planet <laughs> seems like <laughs> he bought everything um, yeah it seems like it um, <laughs> he tweeted out that now that uh, it's under Microsoft's wing uh, maybe he can get involved with some of these IPs um, based on the fact that he doesn't uh, have any disagreements or I can't remember exactly what the tweet was but essentially it was oh it's not under this banner anymore so they're not angry at me so maybe i can get back involved with some of these games um yeah so i mean that would be cool if they could if he could get involved with something like the doom series again and really push the vr aspect of it maybe it could convince microsoft to at least give it a test run and see what happens i don't know i'd love to think that that's the case yeah that'd be awesome doom sly 82 says uh vorpex is not that great far from native and paradise says depends on what you play and i was going to say exactly the same thing yeah. it does depend what you try um i'd agree some of the things on there i didn't i didn't get on with but to play the original halo in vr for me that and that's the thing i guess that's what it means like to play the original halo in vr for me was was the price tag done i was like excellent I, this you know if someone said halo i mean we're still waiting for that that halo mod i think it's halo reach yeah is going to be coming. So, yeah. it's, I'm, it's, I'm sure it's going to be better than that. But yeah. it was amazing. It's uh, the one thing to remember about the Vorpex is that it can be very, and I haven't played it, but for everything I've seen, it can be very nausea-inducing if you're not used to playing VR games. Mm. Um, because especially some of the cutscenes, because <laughs> it's not designed to be in VR. So if you've got like a cutscene, was it you that played Vorpex and played... Um, the zombie game. I knew he was going to uh, say that. That wasn't Vorpex, actually. That was just a community-made okay. mod. And yes, okay. the game itself was okay. Any cutscene, I was like, this isn't... 
It's dying light. Dying light in VR. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, that was um that was that was amazing when it was amazing. When it wasn't amazing, it wasn't amazing. Yeah. Um <laughs> Where was we? Yeah, midlife, absolutely Riddick in VR would be incredible. I remember playing yeah. on the Xbox. What a fantastic game. Um I'm a Jesus PlayStation needs to set up step up. Uh John Anastos, if you have the quest one and two soon, can you play multiplayer games if you are logged into both? I.e. So so do you mean on the <laughs> same profile? That's that's probably what he's talking about. And I've had a lot of questions about that. And as it stands, not natively, games can enable that. So if it's if they're running on their own server, so like um Cookout, for instance, I believe is one of the games you can play with two players logged into the same game on two different headsets um, because they've enabled that, but not natively on the Oculus servers. You can't do that because it's locks you out. It, it knows one person's playing. So it's not going to natively let you do that. That's awesome. That is wicked. So let's, what the hell is this? Hold on one second. What have I done here? Unless this is a, <laughs> this is an ultra wide video. So please forgive me. Um, so Half-Life Alex mod, the opening chapter of Half-Life 2 point insertion is one of the most memorable gaming experiences of all time i absolutely agree with that and soon with project 17 you should be able to play it in vr project 17 was announced last week it's a new half-life alex mod currently in development that aims to remake the entire opening chapter of half-life 2 as a playable vr experience uh, the announcement came with the announcement came with something. I can't really read that. But from the trailer, you can tell it looks amazing. Uh, plus, it's not just the environment you can walk. It's not just an environment uh, like the Steam VR environments. This is going to be a fully playable game. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely amazing. The team does make it clear they aren't rebuilding a VR version of the entire game, stating the current that currently the community does not have access that would require to create a truly faithful recreation of Half-Life 2 that is enjoyable for the player. There's no release date for Project 17, but the team says it will be released. Well, it's, you just got to wait for it to bake, basically, under its own, yeah. its own steam. Excited for that, because the opening sequence in the first chapter of Half-Life 2 is one of the most memorable things that I've ever played oh, yeah. in regular gaming. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember being quite freaked out by it, to be honest. Like being yeah. in that train, Waking up on that train station... And, uh, you know, I mean, I was just like, what the hell is going on? Um, so, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Uh, and if any of you haven't checked out the Half-Life Alex mod section, you need to. There is some amazing, amazing community mods going on over oh, there. It's growing like crazy, too. Yeah, I've only done one video on it just because of time. But, um, yeah, I, I bet if I jumped in there now, there's so much more. It, I just, did, I think I've done GoldenEye. GoldenEye was the one that drew me back in there again. I was like, dude, and that is very good. Uh, so let's uh, quickly talk about Matt. Did you want to take the next one about the yep, robotic sure. VR boots? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, sure. There we go. Uh, let's see. Ecto VR revealed its first product, the Ecto One, which sounds like it's something from Ghostbusters. Yeah, it does. It. <laughs> it's a pair of robotic boots that the company claims are capable of keeping you in one spot while you walk forwards. There's no simulating walking on the spot or strapping yourself into a VR treadmill. Uh, I guess this video is checking it out, working with Half-Life Alex. <laughs> what do you think about this? I'll keep reading it, but I just want to... Everybody in the chat, let me know what you think about this. The videos are comprised of carbon fiber design Ecto says is lightweight and uses HTC's Vive Tracker Pucks to track movement in VR. 
On the bottom of the device are two rotating plates that can twist to the direction the user is walking in. Once they put their foot on the ground, a set of wheels pulls your leg back while you walk forwards, supposedly giving the sensation of walking, but keeping you in one spot. Brakes are employed when standing still. Sorry. <laughs> Brakes are employed while standing still to make sure you don't slip over as if on a pair of skates. Uh, we haven't tried Ecto-1 ourselves, but as with any new VR technology on the scene, safety is one of the top concerns about the kit. In a pre-briefing earlier this month, Ecto CEO Brad Factor assured the system has been through rigorous testing to ensure safety, though we'd have to test it for ourselves to be sure. It also doesn't support running just yet, which is unsurprising given the potential <laughs> risks. Well, that's it. I mean, if one of those boots... If you don't get to slide on that boot, you're just going to go absolutely flying into a wall. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, the concept, I suppose, is interesting. But my first thought when I saw that video, I was like, somebody's going to kill themselves with these things. They look amazing, but they look like your feet are like a size 50 or something. Yeah, like, they are I abs- know it says it's lightweight, but it's got to be some weight to that. Yeah, I can't see it not. Um, and I'm- the only thing is... I. It looks amazing. I'd love to try it. Um, oh, because I'd try it. It would definitely, uh, like someone said about the space, you wouldn't need much space if they no. do the job they're meant to do. Um, yeah. The thing I'd be worried about is the weight uh, and like the safety aspect of it. Like what happens if it doesn't put the brakes on, you know, or something goes wrong with the software? Because it's all robotic. The software tells it when to be walking, when not to be walking. <laughs> so what happens if you get that little glitch and you end up on your face? <laughs> Yeah, and do you know what? I mean, to be, from my point of view, the speed is far too slow. Oh, yeah. I mean, you'd have to... There's no way you could pay, play in a game like, for instance, Onward, like you played with the uh, the Cyber Shoes. There's no way you'd be able to do that because you'd literally feel like you're you're just walking, you know, casually taking a stroll. In this video right now, this moment, it took him... We must be on half a minute now to get from that, that halfway point of the roof. He's still going, trying to get to the grate. I'm like, that's... Yeah, so um, that's that's the shame. That's that's uh, but everything's got to start somewhere. And oh yeah, exactly. I mean, I think yeah. that there's potential there for sure. It just looks, um, it doesn't. I don't know. It looks interesting. Let me put it that way. Yes, we will go with interesting because that is the positive spin on most things. Um, we're not <laughs> sure about. So where else are we going next? Um. Bit of Facebook news, bit of Oculus news, I think, by the looks of it. I made this this morning, I can't remember. Uh, Despite the initial Facebook Oculus merge hate, you may have missed the chance to get an Oculus Quest 2 on launch day as as pre-orders from Facebook's new standalone headsets are now backdated on the official site. The first people to pre-order Quest 2 will be getting the headset on October 13th. However, if you're in the US, the estimated delivery now reads November 3rd. Wow. Really? It's been pushed back quite quite a ways now, yeah shit november 3rd. It's, and and some of the uh accessories i believe are pushed back even farther uh because i went to order uh, an accessory like an hour afterwards that i hadn't ordered and i ended up not getting it from the oculus site because it was like two weeks past what the headset was so there it's just kind of building okay the situation seems a little bit less uh elsewhere in the uk uh, the 64 gig version is pushed back to October 20th, yeah. uh, while the 256 gig edition delivers October 27th. Uh, meanwhile, 
Some of the other accessories shipping with the device, like the Elite Strap, are also now getting pushed back. In fact, the strap won't ship until November 9th. Though that makes sense uh, once you consider it's one of the products that covers both devices. Uh, other retailers are stocking Quest 2. Yeah, so this is off the Oculus site, isn't it? So yep. you're going to be wanting to shop around, look around and stuff. Yep. I seem to remember... It was a similar thing with the Quest back in the day in the UK, mm. and yet you could pop to the local electronics store. I think it was yeah. uh, not PC World, Curry's over here, which is like a mixture. It's an odd name if you don't know anything about them, because um, you're like, what's that got to do with tech? Uh, but they had them in stock. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I know quite a few people that have decided to just wait and not pre-order, and they're going to go over to their local electronics store, like a Best Buy here. Um, that would have it the day it releases. Or some people, like Amazon, I looked earlier, um, and I think Amazon might actually have some in stock still, um, on in the U.S. anyways. Dang, they had some sick. that were, uh, yeah, right here, I don't released on October 13th, although I believe Amazon did put a notice out there, even though they're saying October 13th, it's possible some dates will be pushed back depending on the amount of orders that they get. They just want that pre-order, and I'll give us the pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> cool did you want to take the next one matt yep let me pull it back up i was uh where are we at here uh beat saber okay beat saber psvr multiplayer delay so as you know according to facebook connect last week we heard about beat saber um multiplayer which will be very interesting following the announcement during facebook connect developer beat games took to twitter to note that the psvr version of the update might not hit october 13th the developer said it was doing everything we can to make sure we release multiplayer simultaneously on all platforms on october 13th but there might be a delay with the ps4 version please bear with us and check our social media regularly for a new update about psvr there's no specific reason was given for the possible delay but it wouldn't be the first time psvr players have had to wait a little longer on a beat saber update it could be that sony's certification process for the ps4 ecosystem is what's holding it up which seems to happen fairly consistently uh, beat saber multiplayer support will accommodate up to five players and give them the chance to make their very own avatars as they compete in tracks multiplayer support was first promised a few years back but prolonged silence had us wondering if the feature might have been shelved. It's not the only Beat Saber news from last week, though. Beat Games also announced a BTS pack that's due to release before the end of the year. What the hell is a BTS pack thing? It's it's, it's uh, the band. Right, I don't even know what they are, what that is. They look like I, little animation characters. Or <laughs> yeah. It's a band. I don't know anything about it. I think it's a band. I mean, I don't know if it's a band or if it's an artist. Um, I think, I don't know. I assume that's what it was. I didn't look it up. I, I heard saw people talking about it. Let me see. People in the chat are going to probably make fun of the fact that I don't know what it is, but I don't know what it is. Dude, I'm happy to back you up there. I've never heard of it. I, I don't know what it is. BTS. Oh, this for avatars come from Tiny Tan, a project for the band's, the band's producer, Big Hit Entertainment. So, yeah, it is a band. Okay, good. <laughs> right. Well, that was good. You knew yeah. more than I did, dude. <laughs> that's from a band um so going back to the places vr thing i've interviewed developers over the years and there is a very real thing about the cert certification process of yeah. playstation and that can go down to getting keys for games as well like when i used to talk to uh honor and duty developer i can't remember his name now at the moment i do apologize he basically said if your game's in beta you can push whatever updates you want but as soon as it like goes gold and official, and that certification process there, that Q and A, then you're then bound by Sony. And I can't remember the game this year, honestly, I cannot remember it what it was. But I could not get a key for it 
because PlayStation <laughs> basically hadn't given the developers any. And this was after release. So on the release date, you're sitting there and I'm like, if I'm not going to, I'm going to have to buy it because I can't cover it otherwise, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think the keys eventually came maybe six days later and I just gave them away in the Discord because, yeah. you know, and, and I think that was mostly down to the pandemic as well at the yeah. moment, not just because yeah. of their process. I think it's because of what's going on with the pandemic, you know, people working yeah. from home. And like Matt said, um, before we start the show, he said to... Um, uh, Shabs and Frankie was like, "What is it like launching a game from home?" <laughs> it's like, what is that crazy. like? Yeah, that must be it yeah. must be crazy. So that must. I imagine that really does affect a lot of things um, that are happening for all studios, including Sony. Really, mm. they've got to try to deal with a lot of stuff from home too. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, last bit of news, I think, is about VR cover. Matt, did you want to do that one? Sure. If you got it up. Uh, Yep, VR cover for your Quest 2. A customizable facial interface and foam replacement set from VR cover is now available for pre-order for the Oculus Quest 2. The facial interface and foam replacement set promises an upgrade on Quest 2, hygiene, comfort, and immersion with a passively ventilated facial interface. Two uh, PU leather foam replacements in different thicknesses and light-blocking silicone nose guard, according to VR, VR cover. We'll have a review on the accessories as soon as possible, but it's available for pre-order now on the official Oculus website for $29. And unlike Oculus Quest 2 itself, at the time of this writing, the accessory is still listed as shipping in October. Um, I literally got an email today saying that my VR2 Oculus Quest 2 covers are coming and I've got a feeling that they're going to be sitting here and there's going to be no Quest. <laughs> I, got, I got an email today too. I'm pretty sure that's going to have the same with me. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be sitting here. But I love what I'm reading. And if you want to flip over to the website after the show, um, the uh, ventilation. Mm. I thought that was really cool. I was like, yeah, it is. That's really good. And it's unique. And one thing I wanted to mention too is I like the fact that this time around, Oculus is partnering with these people specifically. Um, because they saw the value that VR cover brought. And instead of making their own product mm. that completely destroys them, although they do have the fitness product, I think that's similar to what they've got. I don't think that's VR cover. Um, but they invited them to, you know, essentially sell on their website as their product and support them instead of completely cutting them out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, is there any trailers that anyone would like to look at quickly from last week? <laughs> um, I'm not going to play Medal of Honor again. Like, well, I think we've, just watched, gonna... <laughs> we've watched the hell out of that trailer on this show so many times. Um, but yeah, oh, Scott Merrill said, uh, the VR cover is supposed to arrive by the 10th. Oh, okay. Is that the... Oh, I think Scott's American, so that might be... 10-12, so that 10... would be October 12th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this so the day before. <laughs> in this country, read it around the other way. Um, yes, we do have quite a mature audience on the channel, actually, on this one. Um quite lucky no one has mentioned gorn in the chat i think the only person who did was maybe paradise he likes to poke fun of people <laughs> talking about that kind of thing um uh stephen willis views on solaris dude uh there's a channel on me and matt's there's a video on me and matt's channels um and also if you want to rewind the video uh we did an interview with frank mom aka psvr frank um and Shabs from First Con Entertainment. And I think we went through a hell of a lot of information there. Um, I can't think of anywhere else you'd find that amount of information. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's pretty much all um, brand new stuff, a lot of it too, because they haven't really done a lot of interviews and stuff because the information's really just coming out now after Connect. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot of really good stuff. So if you didn't hear all of it, 
make sure you watch the playback after the show. So don't leave yet. Don't try to go backwards yet. You want to hear the rest of the show. But when, the, when there's a playback, you can go ahead or I'll plug the podcast. If you do any kind of commuting or if you're working out and you want to listen to a podcast, all of these podcasts are available in audio on iTunes and Google Play. So have at it. Nice, man. Thank you. Uh, so Boy Brown said he did mention Gone 2 on Quest 3. So even the mature, even the boomers of the channel, you know, it's, it's infectious. Uh, Bear Academy, anyone else hype for lo-fi? Yes. Matt? I've only played it very little. I had, I did get it. Um, I supported it and got it, but I haven't, I've only played it like once. I haven't had time, but yes, I want to jump in and check it out, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh uh, where are we bear academy i've actually live streamed it twice on the channel uh done it the first time like very early days and it was really cool because one of the best free experiences in pc vr is air car it's a yeah. it, uh, it's an amazing free experience just flying around like a cyber city um it's very cool and then when you went into lo-fi it was that plus a game you know yeah. uh, well there is well to be fair now there isn't much game at the moment it's a lot of it there was some exploration yeah um but the graphics are very cool that was very early days but i knew the game was special the moment i stepped foot in it mm. the sounds well, the music i think yeah. someone i think the music's done by gunship i think they said it was um, it's, it's incredible i love the the lighting in it i mean just everything about it screams like that environment you know it's environmental that, once gameplay gets added in it's going to be insane yeah that that cool cold like uh synth um cyberpunk future in yeah. vr is in there i went into a club there was one moment in that when i played it i went into a massive club and there's this huge dancing hologram and this music was pumping and i was like dude i can't wait for this to like populate with people and you know it's really cool. It's one of those moments in VR like you just don't forget that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, where are we? Uh, Dreaming of After the Fall. Yeah, I can't mm. wait for that. Looking forward to that. Yeah, really that's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, have we got a new subscriber? Thank you ever so much. Uh, how much will Solaris cost? $25. Comes out tomorrow. I think... Uh, I don't know what... Matt, and I, I think it's 6 o'clock my time, which is what time you're... T is that 10 o'clock? 10 a.m. 10 a.m. PST, 1 p.m. EST. You're really lucky, dude. Like you guys would be rolling out of bed, having your pancakes, and you're like, "Oh, there's Solaris." It's us. It's like six o'clock in the evening. You know what I mean? Damn, dude. Damn. I can honestly see myself just going into Lo-Fi, just join the street view. It is like that. Bear Academy it is like that. You go in there, boy. Brown, my hype for Squadrons has gone down for some reason. Well, change it. <laughs> change it you know when i when i had a, a series of depression and issues uh one of the people i spoke to um they basically said smile at yourself in a mirror for like 30 seconds a day and it helps maybe you should do that maybe you should go and smile at yourself in a mirror wear like a uh, an x-wing helmet and just smile at yourself for a while <laughs> and might cheer yourself up i'm watching videos got, on it as well it's awesome i've got some ho the how do you say the controllers for squadron hostas i say hotus Hodis, okay. Mm. Yeah, that's what it would be. Hodis, okay. I forget the spelling of it all the time. I just, I, mine should be in any time. I finally found a pair, so they should be in any time. What have you gone for? Like, is it... Uh... I can tell you right now, I've got it open right here because I was checking the order this morning. Um, I wanted to go for the T point, whatever that, you know, <laughs> the expensive ones, but I didn't because I 
couldn't afford it. And I don't want to pay that much money. Plus they're sold out everywhere. So what I ended up going with um, was the Thrustmaster T-Flight uh, HOTUS. It's actually the one that's supported, but it's the Xbox One one that works with PC as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said uh, vanity cures depression. <laughs> I used to do it while cleaning my teeth. I didn't want to just stand there looking at myself. That'd be really weird. So I was doing it while cleaning my teeth. Uh, surprisingly, it does work in a weird way. Um, that's weird. I'm sort of questioning why I told everyone that, but there you go. Um, Gamer Chick. Drew! Happy to see you. When is the next multiplayer? All right, cool. Okay, Gamer Chick's in the chat. Thank you for joining us. Da -da -da -da. There you go. Uh... Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, Happy Pills didn't agree with me. I had to go another way. Identity Crisis, Game Tag, BMF, do you know how we would control the ships in squadrons without one of those fancy controllers? Um, I'm assuming it would be an Xbox controller. I would not try it on a keyboard and mouse, that's for darn sure, if you're in a VR headset. That would suck. I've, do you know what? I've played some games that way, and uh, <laughs> it's not good at all. So yeah, it'd be Hotus or it'd be like an Xbox controller. Yeah. Uh, well, you can use a P you can use a PS4 controller as well on PC. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that'd be the way. That that's how I assume it's going to be. If I didn't have a Hotus, I would have been playing the Steam version with my Xbox controller. Yeah. Uh, someone in the chat actually put earlier about having the Quest Two now, and I didn't get to. I, oh no, uh, they asked. What new games should they buy first? That was what it was. That you know, oh, we'll get it because they're getting a Quest too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's their first VR headset. I love that because this is bringing in another whole group of people. Because I keep getting comments yeah, right. on my channel saying, oh, "I just got my first VR headset." Some people are saying, oh, "I waited because I wanted something the next generation, and now I'm finally able to get the Quest Two because they didn't get Quest One," or they're saying that the quest 2 they've discovered it and now they're jumping into vr for the first time which is always exciting to see i'm just the reason i want to get my hands on it really is to just give feedback on the comfort more yeah. so the visual it's comfort then visuals for me that yeah, yeah. is the two things that i really want to i really want to have some say on because obviously we're in a position uh luckily or in this case at the moment not unluckily that people are asking us you know, is it worth the upgrade? Is it is it less comfortable? Do I need the elite strap? And we're we're in this boat where we're like, we can't answer that currently. No, yeah, um, unfortunately. But uh, you can always go and see the process prawn, whatever his name is. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> I can't help. <laughs> I don't know what his name is. I don't even want to say his name. It's a crustacean thing. Um, fucking bullshit. So yeah. Anyway, guys. Um, yeah, thank you ever so much for being here. Really appreciate <laughs> it. Um, today's been an amazing show. And Scott Merrill said, so did I. He's put, just fired up the Super Hot VR for the first time whatever year. It is an amazing game. That you know what? I was going to do that, but I decided to wait for the Quest 2 because I want to see if they change the draw distance and how all the resolution of it. Because I think it's going to be, I love it. Don't get me wrong. The visuals are super um simple in a way that the quest can handle them but i that's one yeah. of the games i want to try with the quest 2 because i just i love that game yeah so super hot was the first game that i actually started recommending to people to upgrade to like it was one of the games that was worth buying again because yeah, yeah. of that wireless freedom you know yeah. um and it, i don't think it was expensive at the time anyway so uh yeah it was uh it was definitely worth the upgrade so um guys i think that's 
that's pretty cool thank you ever so much for being here today as always remember to click the notification bell subscribe to the channel uh if you want vr content from me and matt uh, we try and cover uh well matt's more quest so if you're all about the quest that is the channel to be on uh i pretty much do a lot of everything um but yeah, thank you. And thank you for the donations today. It really helps out. Yeah. I, I want to try and build that channel membership um, to help me out. So yeah, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Matt, for today. Uh, it's been yeah, amazing. Thank you. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. I loved chatting with uh, First Contact. That was great. And obviously, I always have a great time during our normal session too. Yeah, it was really good to get that inside information and get their, their oh, yeah. thoughts on it. When we were transitioning over to leave uh shabs was like i could have spoke for another hour yeah but, <laughs> but you know i mean when i was thinking about i thought we pretty much have covered everything that yeah. needs to be said so um, if we were going to keep going we probably would have rehashed the same stuff over again yeah i could see it in the chat as well because the problem being live people yeah, yeah, come yeah. along and they they might have missed some information right you know yeah. um so yeah hopefully you guys enjoy this back please share the video to anyone who might need it thank you ever so much Cheers, guys. Thank you. Jeff Ball feels like you get, feels like every week you gain 100 subscribers. Uh, <laughs> I, I wish. That'd be, that'd be pretty awesome. Actually, I don't know what the number is. I try to avoid analytics. Um, <laughs> they're, not, they're not good for you in some ways. But yeah, cool. Golfer, thank you for a great stream. Guys, you make it what it is. Yeah, truly, you make this show what it is, and you make it worth our time each and every week. So um, look after yourselves. Thank you ever so much. See you thank on the you, Discord and online. Take care. See you later, Matt. Thank you, man. See ya. Thank you. Bye-bye.